welcome back to Tiny Green Chats. I am your host, Kate DeLeon, and I am back with my co-host, Jazz Jackson. Today, we're joined with a very special guest, Deborah Howard from the Baltimore Orchard Project. Deborah, it's so good to have you with us today. You want to tell us a little bit about yourself and the Baltimore Orchard Project and how you came to be uh, the president of it, actually? So the Baltimore Orchard Project has been around Baltimore since sometime in 2012. We started having staff in 2013 and we became part of Civic Works in I think 2015. Um, and Civic Works is a wonderful organization. Uh, it's very focused on AmeriCorps. And over time, it just became clear that it wasn't quite the right fit that the Baltimore Orchard Project really focuses on working with communities throughout Baltimore to help them create orchards and then help give them tools so they can store the orchards. Not, we don't continue to store the orchards. We work with communities who want to do this. Um, and so it's very, very community focused, what communities focus. And AmeriCorps, which was Civic Works' primary purpose, is properly so, very more AmeriCorps focused, very much in training people um, so that they can get jobs, helping people. They do an amazing returning citizen program. Um, so, anyway, long, long story medium, <laughs> um, we realized in the beginning of 2020 that this wasn't going to work anymore. And so we became an independent 501c3 um, in 2020, not the best year to decide to go out on your own, but we've had actually great success. We are volunteer based now, which has worked wonderfully for us because Baltimore has a great greening community. Um, the city of Baltimore, Tree Baltimore, they're a great partner. Um, Blue Water's a great partner. Um, there's just a lot of people wanting to help. And we're, because we have been around for a while and I've been involved with the Baltimore Orchard Project since 2016, we're very experienced. We, And so being volunteer, thus far has worked great. We, um, we were pleased as punch, an old saying, but we were pleased as punch when um, in, I think it was around April 20th, so around close to Earth Day of um, 2020, we were able to plant with Tree Baltimore, um, a 20 tree orchard in Druid Hill Park, um, which, we are incredibly excited to have from Druid Hills, really in the center of Baltimore. And so to have a showcase, which we hope will be a showcase orchard um, where we can do, um, we've already just had a pruning workshop, but we can do workshops that are open to all the citizens of Baltimore City. Um, and then hopefully long-term have harvest where um, ideally we could have again, perhaps a Baltimore nonprofit, um, help their residents or their volunteers help do the harvest and then they could keep the fruit. So we're very excited to have that. We're also working with Lakeland Elementary Middle School. We've had a long-term partnership with them and we're that's a great South 
West Baltimore Elementary Middle School that we've had a long-term partnership with and Callaway Garrison, which is was actually one of our original orchards. They had some really old trees, so we're resurrecting that. So, <laughs> or perhaps rambling way of saying, we are working to really help keep the Baltimore Orchard Project's theme of encouraging people throughout Baltimore City to create and plant orchards. And we are going then very deep now with very few orchards and sort of broad with a lot of orchards. So I'm not sure if I think I may have detoured in my rambling, but no, no, I'll please. leave this back to you. So no, no, no worries. Ask more questions. We're going to um, back up a little bit and talk about the mission. So we, we want our listeners to know like who we're bringing on um, and we'll give a little excerpt, but we want them to like be able to identify and if they really want to reach out, they're able to know like what you guys stand for. So what is the mission? So our mission, very shorthand, is to help communities store orchards so that orchards can store communities. It's just to work with communities, almost completely communities that are currently in food deserts, to work with them to figure out what they want, not what we want for them, to figure what they want and to help them plant and to then help give them tools that they can store those orchards. Could you talk a little bit about what it might look like in the day of a volunteer at the Baltimore Orchard Project? That's a great question because what we're doing now um, mostly don't involve full days of volunteering. We, um, you know, we just did a pruning event in Druid Hill, which was a two-hour event, but and that would involve learning how to prune fruit trees and then doing it. And um, for this event, we had basically three experts helping the volunteers. We had about 25 volunteers or so help them learn. We provided the tools and some of the volunteers had tools, but we provided the tools um, and helping them do that. So I would say we're doing a really big planting in conjunction with um, List Meadows. I don't know if you've had them on board. They're a great organization. It's in Northeast Baltimore. Um, and I think they are going to find most of the volunteers. Um, and that day would be a pretty intense day of um, helping plant like 20 some trees. So it'd be a lot of digging and planting and you know the holes to put the trees in, getting the trees ready so they can be planted in. It's a lot more work than you think. <laughs> Could you lay out the benefits of these orchards and what they do for the community? Right. So I don't know if any of you grew up with orchards. I had actually, I grew up in Baltimore City, but we had, my dad had planted an orchard to help erosion. And what I completely find is there's a magic to fruit trees, to getting something from your, you know, not just a tree. So they take more care than a lot of trees. So trees actually require pruning if you're going to keep them healthy. It takes more care, but there's just a magic to that. And I think there's a magic to the community committing to something long-term. It's an intangible of just what planting makes people feel connected and rooted. And like I said, I think 
a community committing to long-term orchards is a community that feels more hope about its community. I don't know if that answers your question, but. Yeah, it does. And I, I think one of my questions, I was interested and curious um, to see like how you guys work with schools that are in the area as well and what that looks like and uh, bringing like the youth into this project. So originally our, our program was very much involving the whole community. So the adult community feeling like, you know, children would become involved as they come with their parents and they, and they do it. But we have planted a number of orchards at schools and we have tried to tie them to different educational programs, depending on the age. Like we've worked at high school, we've worked on different. And so, and so we, like I said, we've had a long-term relationship with Lakeland Elementary Middle School, where at one point we did little, those protective rocks, you know, that protect the trees so that they don't mow them. And we've done a bunch of different things. We are currently not doing very many educational programs that are standalone. We, for a while we were doing that, but for whatever reason, there wasn't funding for it. And as long as if you have staff, you have to have funding. <laughs> I mean, staff needs to be paid. And it's not something we can really do with our current volunteer. So we tried to do completely non-denominational spiritual stuff sometimes, like tying notes onto trees and things like that, but not not working inside schools really anymore. On your website, I saw in the past you have worked with universities regarding sustainability and also its intersection with social justice issues. That being said, I was just wondering if you could talk a little bit more about your journey. Like, what are some of the things you did and how did you end up here at Baltimore Orchard Project? So, as you said, I was the director of sustainability at Washington University in St. Louis, and then for the whole State University of New York. And um, I love those jobs. And I love working on energy issues and macro food issues. Um, I'm not, I didn't do that much just by the nature of my practice. I didn't do much with transportation. Um, but anyway, I love sort of those big macro issues and I love working at the university on them. So I love doing it. And I hope this is a journey that a lot of environmentalists take. Um, at first you think the issue is just so freaking humongous that you can't focus on social justice issues. Like that's another huge, huge can of worms. Like you're not going to heal the earth without also addressing the social justice issues that are involved. And so that's why I got to the Baltimore Orchard Project because you know, it's, as you can tell, it's not some huge macro thing. We're not trying to solve all the world's problems, but I found it just incredibly important that we were working with communities to try to figure out what they wanted, not just like coming in and planting trees or, you know, like planting an orchard that no one asked for, you know, in some vacant lot. I mean, we just didn't do that. Everything we did was community driven, you know, with a community partner. And so I love that. And I don't, I don't have an illusion that our, our fruit, fruit trees are going to solve the food desert problem. But, but I think if you can just see a tree and realize like that fruit can come from it, it just makes your world feel so different than just going to a 
door that has pretty much unhealthy food all the time. And you don't even think about where your food comes from. And so I think just seeing that is just a gift. And, you know, as I said before, I think a gift of hope also. Um, so what you mentioned, like, you know, really understanding what that community in that area wants and what they need uh, when it comes to either whether the problem would be like um, a social justice problem, a food desert problem, um, a, a plethora of problems in, a, in one problem. But like, is there um, a way that you go in and just say like, how, like, what do you need? And how does that look? How does it, how do you say like, we want to plant trees without saying that? Like, what does that conversation look like? Almost always communities reach out to us. Okay. So, so it's, and, and Jazz, I really don't want to give you the impression that we are solving major social no, justice. You are fine. I, I'm very, like, it's a lot. Like, I, I've not heard of an uh, organization that, I mean, I've heard of people like planting trees and wanting to plant trees, but just planting orchards in general. Um, you know, when I think of orchard, I think of a long patch of trees um, and that, that, you know, you, you have to wait a little bit for the fruit to come through. And so just having someone say, I want an orchard, like that's kind of a big deal to me. So it's kind of like, it what, is. Does process, what does that process look like? That's it's interesting. So, you know, a lot, the process, you know, lots of times like churches would approach us, um, communities would approach, you know, just, I think it looks like, we have a huge freaking problem here with, you know, with people not having any option, healthy food options, not even thinking about, you know, not. And so they approach us and because of, I have to give a huge shout out to Tree Baltimore, Baltimore Cities, you know, because of them, we can get not, not humongous trees, but trees that are more, not just, they're way past seedling, you know, they're, they're two or three years away from bearing fruit, not five years away or, um, and so we can help them think about what trees they should plant, you know, help encourage, for example, if they're planting apples, having diversity of apples, maybe thinking of persimmons, thinking of different things. Maybe if their mission, you know, I mean, you know, this biblical thinking of trees that are, you know, biblical, but also native to, our, you know, that will grow in our area. So I would need, like, if I wanted, like, if I um, had an area that I wanted to plant an orchard, I would need to know, you know, if they could even grow there, first of all, and kind of go from there you know we're planting in baltimore city a lot of baltimore city is clay um a lot of vacant lots have you know stuff that's been dumped into them this isn't like some pristine um orchard that we're planting often often even druid hill which was great was very clay so i'm just saying it, you have to figure out where the best little areas are. Yeah. Yeah. And so right now, I think, I, you know, because we are volunteer based, we're not working with 
unlimited amount of communities. You know, we're working, like we've had a long-term relationship with Lakeland Elementary Middle School. I think they're outgrowing us. You know, they're, they're, they've done so much. They have a lot of the orchard trees they want. I mean, they may want us to do a workshop here or there. And so we might pick, I mean, there might be another community that we then, well, I mean, Bliss Meadows came, you know, we, so we might do Bliss Meadows and then we might do some other that we, um, that we're doing really from scratch. Um, and we then look at what, what can be done. I don't know if that answers this discussion. <laughs> I don't know if I detoured. <laughs> I think, and we'll wrap it up, but I think it just led to more questions. Like now I'm interested in like, cause trees do a lot for the community. Um, not only like, yes, we're planting trees, but then we're also planning, you know, where to plant them, how to plant them, and to whom to plant them with. And so that, I'm an environmental engineer. So now you're like, my brain is like going. Oh, good. And so, um, but I just wanted to I'm like- always glad to see women be, be engineers. <laughs> uh, yes, definitely, most definitely. Um, definitely took that leap. But, um, you know, we want everyone to know where they can reach you. Um, I know we'll, we'll share your website and everything, but definitely, Please. you know, and then also like how they can get involved, um, all of those things. So not very originally, very original. The best way is to be a Facebook follower. You know, that's the best way to, okay. to keep up with sort of our sign up genius. You know, eventually we need, we have a great board, but we need some people who are really um, have enough time to be active and involved. You know, when you're volunteer based, suddenly you can't just say, hey, we have this idea, staff, you go do it. <laughs> and when you have an idea, someone on your board or someone volunteer has to do it, you know, just coordinate it. Um, so long term, we need that kind of, it's tweaking luckily because we do have a good board. We do have people, I'm knocking on wood right now. <laughs> we have a lot of people who have responded to our volunteer um, request during the pandemic. Nice. Like I said, we were filled up at our pruning event. We're having a pruning event this Sunday at Callaway Garrison, which I think I told you was our really original orchard, sort of tied two neighborhoods together. It's in the median um, in Baltimore City. What are those? Cities? Uh, what? You say it tied two cities together? Two, two neighborhoods. I'm two sorry, neighborhoods. not two cities. Ashburton and Callaway Garrison. Um, so, and some of the trees were getting old. There have been, anyway, we're, we're trying to revitalize. It's a great neighborhood. Um, and we did a planting there in the fall. We like to do our plantings mostly in the fall. And now we're doing a pruning this March 7th. I think it's around one or so um, over there. Okay. I think we might have a few sign up. I mean, might have a few left of our sign up genius. Um, again, on our Facebook. And then you have our website um, and people can reach out from either the info at baltimoreorchard.org or volunteer at baltimoreorchard.org. Yeah, baltimoreorchardproject.org. Go to our cool. website and then click through. Perfect, yeah, and I'll link please, all of that, Please so. join, have all your <laughs> listeners join our Facebook. Um, it's just fun also because we're starting, I know you need to go, but we're starting Mulberry Madness pretty soon. It will be our seventh annual Mulberry Madness. It's our big citywide outreach where we try to teach people how to identify mulberries and service berries. Um, this year, I think, we're once again hoping to have a few harvests um, 
actually near Hopkins at Wyman Park. Probably try to have a harvest there. Um, and and then we try to take that harvest and go in past years, we've done something with black sauce. We've done something with um, Gertrude's at the BMA, that wonderful restaurant. Um, they're wonderful partners. Um, Michelle's Granola has done something. Atwater's is a great partner. I'm trying to, anyway. Um, in the past, we try to give them the mulberries and then they make a mulberry product with it. So. Yeah, um, no, that all sounds great. And I will link all of the, if you have any information that you want me to put out, just feel free to email it to me. I will gladly put all of it out on any of this, our social medias um, and our potential website that is still under construction. But I I would love to put out all of your information, whatever you want me to put out. So feel free to send me Thank you so much. And it's probably easiest if people focus on our Facebook. We, um, you know, we try to keep that current. So okay, that, yeah, for sure. I'll I'll send people right to your Facebook. So. Yes, tell people to look out for Mulberry Madness. It's it's just a great, like I said, it's our seventh annual, and it's just mulberries are so incredibly cool. You know, they were planted years and years. They're native um, really? to Baltimore, uh, and so it's just very cool. Yeah, no, this was great. Thank you so much for coming to talk with us, Deborah. I really appreciate it. My, so my pleasure. I'm so glad. I'm so glad you're doing this. And thank you so much, Deb. We really enjoyed you, and uh, we'll get all the information out. And when it does air, every every you know, you can continue to replay it, so everyone will know like what's going on. Because um, that is your yeah, the Mulberry Project is an annual thing, correct? Yep. It's 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 a sort of May June event. All right, we got it. <laughs> thank you. It was a pleasure meeting both of you. Thank you for your time. Hey everyone, and thanks again for listening to today's episode. Please feel free to look on Baltimore Orchard Project's website and their Facebook, as Deborah had mentioned before, to keep up on all of their events and activities that are happening. In terms of Tiny Green Chats, we release a new episode every Thursday for Tiny Chat Thursdays at 12 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, so follow us, subscribe, and turn on the notification bell to stay updated with the latest news and information regarding the environment. We are at Tiny Green Chat, no S on Instagram, and at Tiny Green Chats everywhere else. Please feel free to email tinygreenchats at gmail.com with any questions or inquiries. Thank you again and see you next time.